Okay, Boker Tov, Shavua Tov, everyone. Good morning. The month of Tammuz, the week this week, the learning is sponsored um, anonymously, celebrating the birthday and another year of growth for David Yeshua Ben Svi Alter. That, that was pretty telling. I know who that is. But anyway, um, Michael Levy, in memory of Michael's mother, Lira Batzelik, Zichon Livracha, Zyotzitz and Tammuz. Tali and Gershon Weiss for the Rafua Shlema of Yosef Ben Esther Halevi Bezrat Hashem, and Esti and Shimon Golovensitz in memory of David's Yorzeit, which is on Yud Aleph Tammuz this coming fri- Friday. This coming Friday. And today's daily sponsorship by Judy Brock in honor of what would have been her 41st wedding anniversary, and to all her children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren all over the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we want to sponsor learning in honor of Saqib Amiel coming into the world. Your great-grandson. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. What a bracha. What an amazing bracha. Okay, everybody, if you could please open up to Daf, page Ayin Bet. Ayin Bet. And today is going to be the last time we're going to be learning for this, for this, uh, this year, for this man. Um, and we're going to pick this up again towards the end of the summer. I'm not sure exactly what date, but we'll pick it up later in this, uh, towards the end of the summer, sometime in the middle of Elul. But I want to go out with a bang. Got to go out strong. So in order to do that, what I would love for us to do is to really hear from him how he... This is the end of this parak, And here, Rav Sasson is going to lesakem for us. He's going to summarize for us. A lot of what we've been talking about, specifically last week we were learning, was something so special. Words from Rav Cook himself about the greatness of the generation. We looked into a piece that was from the Pinkasim, speaking about the earlier generations, we had such giants, and most of Am Yisrael were huge lepers, I would say. Nebuchs, right? But now the reason why you don't have these great lights like you once had them is because we have... We still have some schleppers. We still have a little bit of schleppers. But we have such big nishamas. We have such big lights, tremendous lights popping out everywhere. And we saw a few different things. So you could leave that sheer being very optimistic, saying, wow, we're surrounded by tzaddikim, by gdolim, by rebbes. But then you get a little bit confused because that's not exactly what you're coming across with every single day. You're seeing a lot of, we see a lot of, a lot of other things. A lot of other people scenarios, realities, which more or less allude to the exact opposite of feeling like you're in the presence of such Kedusha and great light. So the merit of Cook's words would have made much more sense if it would have looked like Lublin, if like Eretz Yisrael would have looked like Lublin at the time of the Chayza of Lublin, where you had thousands of Rebbes walking the streets. You know that it used to be that only like a big, big Rebbe in a tzaddik would wear a white strimal and a white kapata. In Lublin, you had thousands of people dressed like that at that time because that's what it was like. That was the mitziyut, that was the reality. So you'd think, based on Rav Cook's words, wait a second, so I should be walking around here and everyone should be looking like a shtickle Rav Cook or something like that, you know? So Rav Sasson's going to help us understand well, what, how to make sense that this is the beginning of Geula. Let's, let's try to make sense that this is the beginning of what we're speaking mm-hmm. about about the great light that we're speaking about. So I'm going to read a lot today. It's his words. It's not, it's not so difficult Hebrew. Daf Ein Bet. 
המצב בהווה אל מול חלומות העתיד, the situation at hand, בהווה, right now, in front of the futures, you know, אל מול the futures, the future dreams. כאן צריך להוסיף דבר חשוב מאוד. כל הדיבורים הללו עלולים להיתקל בקושיות רבות ועצומות לאור המצב בהווה. All the big talk we've been talking about, how great the light is and all these things, and what a generation, what big neshamas and everything. You may start having a lot of questions when you, when you start thinking like this. פעמים רבות יבוא השואל וישאל, המבט המרומם הזה הוא אמנם מלא אור ואופטימיות. It's great that you, you're so optimistic. אלא נראה שהוא תלוש מהמציאות. But you seem to be completely disconnected from reality. הלא ישנם כל כך הרבה בעיות ואתגרים. There's so many problems and challenges. תרבויות זרות חודרות לתוך מחנה ישראל. You have a lot of foreign cultures, and over here he's not just speaking about like, like music. He's talking about whole mindsets of foreign cultures that are quite often very much rooted in Avodah Zarah that have infiltrated into, into Machane Yisrael. Like he says here, Ruchot shel kfira ufrikat ol menashvot bekirbeinu. There's wind of heresy. Prikat ol means stripping myself away from any type of Kabbalat ol malchut shamayim which has made its way through the island, through the crowd. You see sometimes such a disconnect between different groups in Am Yisrael. And a tremendous a flow, of, a dangerous flow of a lot of different content is coming and brainwashing many pure hearts. נראה שכל הדיבור על המדרגות הללו הוא תלוש מהמציאות. רב ששון צריך לציין, זה לא כל אופטימיסטי דבר, אבל כל הגדולה של הגנרציה, הגדולה של הגנרציה, הגדולה של הגנרציה. נראה שזה 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 נראה You know, somewhere, somewhere there. But there are very clear answers to all these questions. שהם בעצמם יחזקו את המבט הגדול והמאיר הזה. This is beautiful. He says the answers to these questions really give us a much deeper way of living, of thinking, of experiencing, of sharing, of identifying. So much so that the answers to these questions that we just started with, they teach us how to, how to see the light through such crises, crises, in a way that the, the questions themselves will actually give us more strength and a better view of things. He's saying something very deep here. He's saying, like, amazing thing. He's saying, these are questions you better be having. You should not be just under the impression that everything you see is all peachy and it's all beautiful and 
No, there's a there's definitely a seemingly contradiction between what our the learning of Pnimius Satora is telling us about this generation and Lemaise, what we see in front of us. But Rav Sasun says, welcome to the lens of Rav Kook and the Tzadikim that were able to see that when it was right in front of them. Welcome to the lens of a huge person that could see the absolute opposite of Kedusha in front of them with, with the world's lens and then putting on their corrective lens and living a life where you're not threatened by all these things that seem so threatening to you and all these foreign cultures that seem so darkening and that seem so the opposite of what you are, what you believe in. And it's, it's amazing thing. Wouldn't you do anything to just see everyone and not judge? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be an amazing, beautiful way to live a life? Not, or not feel judged? Wouldn't that be just incredible? Yeah, but not feel judged is... That's, that's, the, that's the Miraglim's struggle where they say, I feel judged, I feel like they look at me like I'm a grasshopper. First, I have to make sure that I don't put out that, that energy. That's, that's my avoda. That's my avoda. That's much more important. And that's a very deep thing. But that would be like... I, you could see here, he's giving us the Ruach of Geulah. This is, the, this is the spirit of redemption. To be able to really look at every single thing that seems like a polar opposite and not just say, oh, there's a pinnacle yid there, I'm sure I have to mechaber that person to that nekuda pnimit balev. But to really right now look at Am Yisrael with these kind of eyes. That's amazing, yeah. And it's so challenging with... The, with um with the awareness that there's so many influences that we're not even consciously aware of, like we're constantly doing these biruvim of what's emet, what's kedusha, and what's what's and what's not. Right. And, and so to to be in that like cautiousness and also non-judgment, how do you? Right. That's why this shear is not for everybody. This sefer is not for everybody. You're right. This is very, very, very hard. No, no. She knows better than that. Not pitum. <laughs> she knows better than that. Not pitum. There'll be. You're gonna have a lot more questions this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on reading. Omnam. Second line on the top of of uh, of Ein Gimel. Omnam. Bishvil Ken. Ah, here's your answer. <laughs> In order to live like this, in order to see people like this, in order to live like this, you gotta go really deep. We have to learn the context in a very, in a very uh, fundamental way. We have to learn the content of what redemption even is. And the process, and the manner in which it appears. It's like, we have this thing, Mashiach now, it should just happen. But he's saying over here is that there's a whole process to how Geula appears, its order, its, it, the mechanisms, all the different shlavim of it, the process. So he's saying over here, in order to do all this work we're talking about, you got to go much deeper and understand where you are, where we are on the process of the appearance of redemption. I think the Satmar Rebbe was very nervous that we were certain that in 1948 we already reached the peak of the redemption and it was here. 
It was just a garin. It was just a seed of it that began maybe then. Maybe then. So we're going to learn in a much deeper way the, the, the context of what it means. What's the mahut of the geula? What's the essence of redemption? And how does it appear? What does it look like? And yes, this is brought out in the Torah. And we have a lot of different sources for all this. And throughout the rest of this book, which I hope to Bezrat Hashem continue, Bezrat Hashem also next year, we're going to see these, these, how, how it appears. We're going to learn inside how all these matters appear. Nonetheless, we have to mention something very, very important. Saying like this, for 2,000 years, if you'd ask a Jew in Galut, tell me something, anything big happened to Am Yisrael lately? For 2,000 years, the answer would be, well, they killed a few of us here, killed a few of us there. There was never, ever such a time, ever. Dare I say, even before Choban Bai Cheney, that so much movement and so many monumental happenings were taking place in Am Yisrael, like the door that we're witnessing that we're living in now. There was never such a time. There was never such a, uh, a busy time of so many things taking place. Like he says, This whole process of Am Yisrael becoming back to Eretz Yisrael, it's a shlav. It's a, uh, it's a stage. All it's telling us is, okay, the march began. <clears throat> and one must know a very, very big secret. And this is really important. The process of redemption is a godly process. And it's not just our will and our wanting and our doing, us human beings. This has a lot of ramifications, this last sentence. So, I could take a lot of questions right now, or I could have him explain what he just said. But what he, the last statement he just said is not muvan me'elav, meaning it shouldn't be taken for granted. He said, we have to remember something. When we're talking about redemption and the Mahalach of Gilda, we have to realize redemption is a godly program. Us human beings have the privilege to participate in the godly program. But I will ask one question at the risk of really not finishing anything I wanted to today. What do you think is the difference between approaching the learning of Geula as knowing in my heart and living with the notion that it's a godly mahalach, as opposed to not thinking about that all the time. What's the nafkamina? What's the difference? Yeah. So we get caught up in the politics. We get caught up in, in the infighting between the groups. And, and at that point, we've just thrown Hashem out of the picture altogether. It's very easy to throw Hashem out of the picture of geula, <laughs> basically. Yes, Can you give us the strength? Continue. Mm-hmm. Because it's very, it's hard going to let that, and you get quite into it. So, 
Those are very two. Those are two very powerful things. What you what you both saying. And also knowing that I mean, which maybe it kind of adds to what she's saying. Knowing that we're not doing the cross is not ours only. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we're going along, like Hashem knows see the final picture. I would because my little lay on my but knowing that we're going on the derech with him, mm-hmm. so he is like, yeah, of course I'm going to be standing in, in that in that in that existence and that. That place, but knowing that you know, like, there's hope, having like, we're not like, okay, politics is going on, Israel in the world, but but even that, Hashem is like, there's things, you know, holding on to the world. Yeah, feminine. Yeah, feminine. Now we're gonna, now we're gonna hear from him. Now we say something in Shmonase every Shmonase during the week. You're a strong redeemer. Did anyone ever have a different kavana? What did you think of when you said these words last time, or do you even remember? It's okay, I don't, and I just said it about you know, 15 minutes ago, my kavana for these words. You're a goel chazak. You're a strong redeemer. Interesting words. Words we say every day. And then we stop and thinking about it, like, this would be good to tap into, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKel HaGadol HaGibor VaNora Bore HaOlam UManhigo Bara Et Kol HaBriya Kula God created the world for a very clear purpose. Hashem created this world for a purpose. Again, these things, there's no chiddush here, right? It's not that there's no chiddush, but when you stop and remind yourself of that, it puts you in a context of a much bigger picture that's bigger than just your own tzaras and your own inyanim. This purpose, this purpose is the godly will which stands behind the reason why he even created this world. That Hashem wanted something when he created this world. And from the creation of the world till today, God is leading us and the whole world towards this purpose and this yehud. You know what yehud means? Destination. The destiny, yeah. Ya'ad means destination. Yehud is like the purpose of the destiny. This purpose is this pristine, perfect, wondrous place. <coughs> The place God has been leading the whole world towards from the moment that he wanted to create the world and created the world is leading us to a place that the whole, all of humanity, all of the world of existence <clears throat> will all take part of at the end of days. Right? Mashiach is not a Jewish experience, right? Remember that. I know it's very threatening for FFBs to hear that. Does anyone know that? Can anyone relate to that statement? Mashiach is not a Jewish experience necessarily. It's kol haolam kulo. It's the whole world. It's everything. Only those who believe in God. The Baba Trebi would say right now, no. to never, don't put limits on, on anybody or who it's for. <laughs> that sounds a little bit mechila. That sounds a little bit, you know which religion. <laughs> 
Only those that, uh, you know. No, but knowing that there's obviously the, the world, that's why I don't like the word brilliant, but the world of people, like the existence is perfect, but those who are, don't have, haven't gotten there yet, they might know that that's the final I'm not worried about, I'm worried about me. Like, I, I can't afford to worry about that chavre too, yeah. But now he says like this, and now so where do we fit into the picture? But this is a, it's a very beautiful statement, what he just said. He said, wait a second, stop for a second. Why, why is there a world here right now? There's one answer. Kikach Hashem God wanted there to be a world. Believing in God means that what you see, maybe not, maybe not exactly the... So much of it is, 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 has become kilu tainted with, with man's you know, ideas about the world. But the fact that the world exists and believing that Hashem created the world also believe, means that I believe He's been leading and driving the whole world towards the initial ratzon that He had in the beginning to bring all of humanity to this state, to this amazing, incredible place, which we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about. But Gulat Am Yisrael, with the redemption of Am Yisrael, Gulat Am Yisrael, he le maase haagaa el ota tachlit eliona lishma bara kadosh boronchu taolam kulo. The redemption of Am Yisrael is is lemaase arriving at that same higher purpose for which God created the whole world. Shechen Am Yisrael wa baria chatichon shel kol haavaya kula. You know, in the Mishkan. You know, this concept, we just, this phrase we just used, Bariyah HaTichon, the Alter Rebbe used this as also in the Tanya. Bariyah HaTichon, in the, in the Mishkan, there were the Krashim, the planks, right? And you constructed the Mishkan with all different planks, but there was one plank that was Mavriach Min HaKatseh LaKatseh. That means, how would you say that? Central access. Central access, yeah? Is it? Everything pivots around that central beam, that right? And without that, you could have the greatest construction of, of a Mishkan. It's not going to stand up. It won't be, right? So he says over here, Am Yisrael, in the context of the whole world, is the Bariyah HaTichon, is the central axis, is that inner beam around, through, around which, like you said, everything else pivots. Everything else is leaning on that to a certain extent. Or everything else finds its own place only if that inner beam is in the right place. People are wondering, why is the world in such turmoil? It's always going to be like this until we get it together here, until we figure it out. It's always going to be like this. It'll never change. Never. It's dependent on Am Yisrael figuring out how to be real Yidin in Eretz Yisrael, in our place where we belong. Until that happens, it's going to keep on being the turmoil. It's going to keep on being the way it is. Our shlemus, our shlemus makes your life better. Your life, your, our non-Jewish brothers and sisters. Our shlemut makes everyone's life better. 
שהרצון שעם ישראל ייגאל ויבוא אל שלמותו אינו רק רצון שלנו. So we see that the will, the desire, that עם ישראל should be redeemed is not just our own will, our own wanting. מחמת התשוקה שלנו אל הטבת החיים ואל נועמם. Because we want to feel life in the best way possible? No. It's not just that we want this because we know that we won't have any tzaras anymore. You have to remember something. Who wants this? Look at the top of Ayn Dalit. Ela zehu ritzon eloki adir. This is one of the greatest, mighty wills of Hashem for us to be, to, for us to be in the place that we long for and daven for. Shehiniya hen et b'riyat ha'olam vehen et anagat ha'olam It's basically saying this place we long to be in and that we want so badly to be in is fulfilling the purpose of all of creation from the beginning of time. It's not just this thing that basically popped up after the Shoah and like, whoa, well, we can't live like that anymore. So let's, let's go for this other thing called Geula. No, that, that's not what it is. This has been something... Remember, we found this reading. The Midrash tells us, and I'm sure he'll bring it in our learning. Where does Mashiach show up in the Torah the first time? The Spirit of God is hovering over the water. The Midrash tells us, The Spirit of the King Mashiach was already out there in, over the water. We're going to talk about that in a while. We're going to learn that inside next year. The spirit of Mashiach is found in the creation of the world, hovering over the waters before the waters were divided. You want to talk about Geula? You have to, this concept has to be clear to us. This was the purpose from the beginning of time. This is why the whole world was created. The world, this world wasn't created to try to make it really nice. The world was created in order to bring all of existence to this, not just elevated state of life, because elevated means like a level higher, to a, to a perfect state of existence. Mamash. That's like the greatest example of it, that statement. Zoi nekudat ha-yesod l'chol inyanei ha-geula. Ha-yediyash ha-geula hi peula elokit elyona v'nizgava. It's so easy to forget that Hashem is part of the process of Geula. It's amazing. We, are so, we get so caught up in, in how we think what the Geula should look like and what, would be, what seems to be better. This is much bigger than our ideas. Yeah. Avinu Malkeinu... We ask him, right? Any fight? Well, we're asking, I mean, we're asking Hashem, you should remove it, but I'm, I'm sure that part of it is saying, let me be part of helping you remove it from the world. I mean, it's not, we're not really. Yeah, but it's clearly saying it's. It's, it's, it's a big, yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred, yes, yes. Yes. When was the last time you asked Hashem for help in something that you were embarrassed to ask from? Mm-hmm. This morning. Me too. I, I caught myself this morning. I, I caught myself the Bamish after Shachris, and before he, before, 
mamash, it's something I was davening for. After davening and taking off my tefillin, before here, I said, wow, I caught myself again. Thinking that, like, the point is not to involve you as if you're not, you know. So when it comes to Geula, it, it just won't, we have to, we have to up our, our deep in our understanding of the process. It's a godly process. Zoi nekudat ha-yesod l'chol inyanei ha-geula ha-yedi'a sh'ha-geula hi peula elokit elyona v'nizgava. Klomar, sh'ha-kadosh baruch hu bekocho u-gvorato hu ha-movil et ha-talich ha-geula sh'l'am Yisrael is Hashem that is running the, the G train, right? The Geula train. V'zehu sh'anu omim b'tfila ki kel go'el chazak ata. This is what it means. Now he's going to say, like, now have a shtikl more kavana. When you're saying such words in Shmonasra, kikel goel chazak ata. You're not just a goel. You're a goel chazak. I means this, this is a strong wind. This is a strong, big process. Be'oto ha'koach ve'agvura, imam bara Hashem et abriya ve'chol ha'yitzurim, with the same strength and might, through which God created the whole world and all of creation, all the, all the creatures, and with the same strength that humanity has been evolving all these years, with the same might and strength. I love how he says here the word menia. You know what menia means? It comes from the word... No, mona has to prevent menia. Huh? It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, an engine. A manoa, right? To? Propel, yes. He's saying, what do you think, what kind of koach do you think it took to create the world? Like, we don't even understand what that means, right? <laughs> What does that even mean? Oh, let me, let me tell you, I think it took this and that. We don't understand this, because it's, why? Because it's Ram Benisa, Gadol Venora. It, it's just, it's godly. He's saying, that's the same exact Koach that is leading and driving and driving the force of Geula in the world. It's the same Koach, same exact thing. What's that? I would think it needs to be more because we're such an like, being so much resistance. You're giving us. I think. I think you're giving us too much. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's the point of this parak. Meaning, you no one can get in the way of, of Hashem's tochniot. Not there's no such thing. Only you can get in the way of yourself. But you can't. But you can't get in the way. No one. No. No. Germans, no, no one can get in the way of God's tochnit, elokit. Doesn't mean I, I, I can't become a shutaf. I can become a partner with it. But you're not big enough, you, Zahava, me, anyone, we're not big enough to say, ah, uh, because we're so or if God needs to up his game. We can't, you can't say such a thing, you know what I mean? Nachon? <laughs> So in Chassidus, they say Kshay Orif is actually a Gevat. Because Kshay Orif means, wow, you, didn't, you're, you will not take no for an answer. That's the, you know, that's the Kshay, that's the, like the Tikkun of, that's the Hamtaka of Kshay Orif. You're so, 
It's like, you know, Hashem is saying, you know, there's going to be six million Jews, and your Orif is still under the, uh, the assumption that there's still a love fest going on. That's craziness. Of course, that's that, that's our avoda in this world to to transform these things. Zeu koach echad ein sofi sheit nozetz bereshit briat haolam vuchai vekayam laad umenia et haolam el shlemuto. Again, this this is the same driving force that created this world and is driving the whole world towards its shlemut. Lenekudal zo yesh hashlachot gedolot meod. There are tremendous, how do you say hashlacha, ramifications? Implications. There's a lot we learn from this simple statement. It seems that a logical person, Seichel Yashar, he dreams in accordance to his capabilities, right? He's not going to dream, I'm going to buy the whole world. There was one Meshuggah that he tried, that Achashverosh, right? But generally speaking, we don't... That was Baal Seichel Yashai. That's the problem. It's not Seichel Yashai. But anyone with Seichel Yashai, he's not going to say, I'm going to buy all of the world right now, right? Because he knows that he's not... I can't do that. I can't buy the whole world. It's beyond my, my, my capability. Setting targets, setting goals to achieve for the logical person will always be to what they, like, in accordance to what, what seems feasible. To what seems feasible. We're not just talking about business ventures here. We're also speaking about things that the heart really, really desires. Even that, once I realize my heart is basically setting myself up for too many failures, so even with my heart, I'm going to say, listen, at a certain point, you can't live like this anymore. Okay, you have to be able to live in a sense of making sense with what, how you set your how you set your goals. V'chen b'sha'a she'adam nitkal b'kshayim u'b'mitnagdim ha'omdim beino ben chalamotav. When a person comes across difficulties and with opposers that stand in the way between a person's a person and their dreams. All it takes is one teacher that comes and tells you, you really have, and they diagnose you, and they say whatever they say. And, you know, we have this all the time. All you have one friend to tell you that one comment about anything, and that just stands in the way of everything, and it makes you feel so heavy. Especially when I when I sense that what I'm standing in front of is just bigger than me, and it's like a wall that I can't take down. So 
לעומדם היכולת העצמית שלו אל מול אתגריו, מעכביו וקשי הגשמת חלומותיו. This is very important to understand, obviously, what he's about to tell us, right? He's saying, anyone that, that, that cares for your self-being would advise you, after hearing about your dreams, to get with the program. Do you understand what he's saying over here? Anyone that cares... What's that? Dream stealers. Well, well, it's interesting because sometimes I need a. Sometimes it's not exactly a dream stealer. It could be a person that really is not trying to do harm. Oh, they don't know that they're doing harm. Not they're not always there to do it purposely, but it's. But but in certain areas. You react to what they might say. But in certain areas in life, it actually works in a way. He's saying over here that'll help you achieve more if you set goals that make sense to where you're at right now. He's trying to just bring it realistic. What, what's a good example? I mean, the example he gave is a bit pretty far out. He's saying no one wants to buy the whole world. But what's another example that we could relate to where you probably hear this from a friend of yours or a child of yours, and you'd say, you know what, start with this, right? Start with this. Why? Because the, the, feel, the feeling of failure, that feeling of, of seeing your life you know, be destroyed, you know, that's just too painful in light of what you're trying to do. And, it's gonna not, it's, and, when, and then when you fall, you're not going to have crack to get up again. So I'm, I'm actually, I think we're speaking about something very logical, very down-to-earth here, very much, you know, just l'shem t'munag for the sake of a bigger picture. We, we, we can give a lot of examples, but you understand, you understand the context of what he's saying? Not so much? I'm going to repeat the last paragraph again, okay? וכן בשעה שהאדם נתקל בקשיים ומתנגדים העומדים בינו ובין חלומותיו, הוא עלול להיכנס לחולשה ולחוש עומס וכבדות. When something stands between me and my dreams, I can feel very heavy. I can feel very overwhelmed. בפרט אם האדם חש שהכוחות העומדים למולו גדולים ממנו, Specifically, when I feel that the koach that's standing in front of me, against me, are, is much greater than me. Therefore, a person's temperament, his hopes and his despair, Listen, am I going to be very, very depressed right now if... Next year, on Sunday mornings, there aren't 800 women in here every morning. Do you understand? Meaning, at a certain point, you have to realize, meaning, if that's, your, if that's the dream to, that the shul should have 800 people every shul, I think it would be awful. Even 80. <laughs> I think this number is like this, Matana from Shemaim, but I'm saying, setting myself up for disappointment is, there's no holiness in that. There's no, there's no holiness for that. So I need people that ground me and say to me, listen, this is what it is, and I'm, I'm learning this in a lot of different areas in life in terms of, in terms of looking at uh, you know, project-based stuff. Okay? Project-based stuff. That's one element of this whole story. 
But now he's going to go to the other element. Geula is not a project. Geula is not a project. Now he's going to explain. Omnam. Look at the bottom paragraph. nigashim el inyan geulat am Yisrael. צריך לדעת שנקודת המוצא היא שונה בתכלית מכל חלום או כמיהה אנושית רגילה. You have to understand something. The starting place of Geula is different in its essence and in its purpose from any other dream or human aspiration there is. You're talking about something else. Geulat Am Yisrael אינה עניין אנושי. The redemption of Am Yisrael is not a human concept. It's not like a concept, like a goal, a project that I'm trying to do and achieve. It doesn't work like that. Where I set, I have a structure of the project and I set all these yadim, uh, all these different blocks, all these different nekudot That's not what Geula is. It's not a human project. It's not a human structure. It's not a human evolution. It's a godly story. That the creation of the heavens of the earth were meant for the Geula to take place. This, this power, this strength, this feeling, which is pushing the wheels of, of existence to, for them to give birth for the redemption of Am Yisrael is not a finite human strength. Any strength coming from humanity is finite. I could, I could be stronger than another person, but my kohot are limited physically. We're talking about godly strength, infinite strength, ensof strength. These are the waves of life that Geula has with it. It's not anything that we know of. There's a bigger picture of Geula that he's basically saying you need to tap into. It, it, also, it also puts like religious Zionism on the podium right now and saying, or not on the podium, I guess in the, in the, uh, huh? in the hot spot. <laughs> yes. And it's saying, what is it saying basically? What's that? It's just, it's just beyond. It's beyond. You I know you feel this is the most important thing in the world right now, but it's bigger. Q, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Huh? I know you feel, I don't know, you fill in the blank. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like such a devil's advocate right now, okay? I'll, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it's true, okay? I actually cannot believe I'm about to say the next thing. Settlements. <laughs> I can't, I actually. <laughs> no, but do you understand, do you know, do you understand why it's, I'm shocked that I'm actually saying it, but I actually really like believe that? Meaning. Nachon. 
Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But it, when you say, Enata ben Chorin libatelimena says, listen, what you feel is important and even crucial that needs to be done, you better do it. But you do it with, 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 with humility that Geula is much bigger than any single act that you think is going to be the defining thing. I went to the extreme because I took something that you, you obviously know what I, feel, how I, what I feel about it. I feel that we have to build in every single hole in this, in the, everywhere, meaning, but that's still, that's my, that's my finite mind that hopefully is in tune with Kedusha feels like that, right? Geula? Geula is a godly process that's bigger than anything that my finite mind leads me to say, this is the most important thing in the world right now. So what's a what's a mida that like you cannot move forward with learning geula unless you have anava, anava. I have to I have to humble the daylights out of myself while I'm while I'm a geula activist, right? <laughs> while I'm a redemption activist, and I'm and I'm and, and I'm not, again redemption activist. Don't don't misread this. Oh, it's a it's a godly process. So a, re, a redemption activist sits back because it's a godly process. Huh? The chidush is the the chidush is the consciousness, the awareness of what I'm doing. Uh, but the truth is, it's it's a buildup of everything we've learned until now. Is that it's it's a buildup of every shear of what he's talking about, the bigger picture of Am Yisrael, the door we're in right now. God is leading the show, not you or me. We're not leading the show. We are very active in the script right now. We are not the director. Hashem is the only director that ever was and ever will be. So when I think like this right now, in my mind about Geula, there is a big, big chidush that I only really understand once I'm willing to rid myself of all the things that I always thought have to be in order for Geula to come. Everything, anything doesn't mean I, I, I change my decision makings in life at all. I may even believe even more in the decisions I've made in my life. But the way that I approach the concept of geula is, is a, it's just a different angle. I think of it differently. I, I, breathe, I dream of it differently. For many people, geula, the dream of geula is very finite. It's a very finite way of dreaming. The Geulah, the Am Yisrael, Geulat Am Yisrael, which means the whole world, it, means, it just means so much more than any one thing that I say, this is what needs to happen. Now, it doesn't mean that I'll stop doing that one thing I think needs to happen. Again, I may even do it with more force. You understand? The Nafkamina is not, do I change my actions? It's just on what level am I, am I humbling myself before a much, a much bigger process? And trust me, a lot of actions will change when that's the way that I approach Geula. A lot of actions will change. I brought the religious Zionist movement or the political party to the picture here because their kiviachos represent a group of people with the idealism of you know, 
believing in the Medina in the context of Geula. That's why I'm not bringing here, I'm not saying, listen, uh, Ram, I want you to, you know, or Khalila, or even Likud, or, you know, they, they, all, they just talk about nationalism, 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 but if you're going to speak about the Eretz Yisrael, for Am Yisrael, the context of Geula, oh, slow, wait a second. Is it clear to you this is a Malach Eloki Adir? This is a godly movement. This is much bigger than you. Now, it doesn't mean then, oh my God, I realize it's so big, bigger than me. Let me, let me shy away. Lahefech. I'll be much more part of the picture of the driving force of Geula with utmost humility in a much more powerful and effective way, which we'll see while we continue to learn the context of, of, of redemption. <coughs> Asher al-Ken, let's finish this up. Asher al-Ken. אסור להכיל את הכלל המגביל את החלומות באמתן לאומדן היכולות כשאנו באים לעסוק בענייני הגאולה, שלביה וייעודיה. So he says, amazing. As opposed to the way we spoke about project management regarding things that are based on man's kochot, geula, the dreaming of geula, cannot be set, should not be set in the context of what does it make sense to dream about and what doesn't it make sense to dream about? Do you understand this statement? This is very important. When I think of Geula, Rav Sasson is saying, I don't think about it the way that I think about other big aspirations that I have. The aspiration of Geula, of redemption, is one that has no finitude. It's all infinite. So the way that I dream about it, bless you, has to be completely infinite as well and not, not, not human to a certain extent. Bless you. What I have to do, I have to get out of the way that I normally think about things when it comes to the way that I think about Geula, and I have to understand and learn more about how Hashem thought about Geula and how Hashem dreamed redemption. You want to talk about redemption, geula? Do you even know what you're talking about? Do you know what world is waiting for us in a redemptive state of being? Well, let's learn in Pneumius Torah to understand what it is you're davening for all the time. And then the way that you think of it will completely change. But if your concept of Geula is only that every single Jew signs up for Nefesh Benefesh and we all move here, and that's Geula. <laughs> exactly. Gargir echad loipol arza mikola sherdiber Hashem elamo al yedei avadav anevim. Every letter of prophecy that was ever said to the Prophet, that, that, that was ever brought down to Am Yisrael through the Prophets, will will happen. And if every evil person or every opposer to the godly process of redemption will come and try to stop the Geula, Hashem will go, 
doesn't, it's nothing. It doesn't, it won't even go poof. It doesn't mean anything. This ship has sailed a long time ago. A long time ago. It, it sailed when the concept of time began to exist. You understand? It's not that God is stronger than those that want to oppose redemption. This is so deep. Because really, they're puppets. They're pawns. We're all, they're, all, they're also part of the process that leads a believing Jew, a believing human being towards a redemptive world. Can you imagine a state, a situation that a hand declares war against its brain? Why is that impossible? He's saying that's why when you look at the when you look at people, when you look at energies or kohot, that's as if like opposing and this and that understand something this is it's all shtuyot in the, in the, through the through Geula lens that's why he's kind of answering the opening statement of the shir he's saying don't get too startled from what you see that seems to be opposing all the light that Rav Kook is speaking about about what's going on right now in the world because really it's also part of the Geula process we're going to teach you how to see it like that but you got to get so much deeper so deeper. You gotta you gotta you gotta enter into this world that experiences Torah, learning Torah, davening, understanding tefillah so much deeper. It should be God's will that the appearance of God's light should come down on us bishlemut fully. Right now it's really not fully. There's nice, you know God's light is always there. It's appearances Know, fragments here and there and God could bring it all down right now at once but that's not happening right now and all the layers of redemption and its light so we have our we have our uh, our work set up for us mamash 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 what I'm going to try to do over the summer before we resume this shiurim is I'm going to try to give a five-minute synopsis of every shir we did until now. Bezrat Hashem. Because there, I don't know, there was like maybe 16 or 17 classes of this. In order to come back, and then when we resume the learning, we'll, we'll mamash, from right here, from this perfect place called Va'olechetchemukomimiyut. So there's a chance in the world I could score more copies of a sefer that stopped being published a while ago. I'll do my best. We've had already some luck. We should be zolchet to learn this forever. Can you, um, those of us who may want to keep learning this, is there anything you can recommend that we do, like in Chavutot over the summer? And if we have questions, just Chazara on what we do? I myself would do Chazara on this like 20 times, 100%. There's also plenty of paragraphs within here, and the course we didn't do for the sake of a, a sheer context, but 100%. Wow. Just one more thing, if anyone can, then it's okay, I announce it. This Friday morning 
is, is the Askara for David, for Esti's son on Herzl at 10, 10? 10 o'clock. And because of the way it comes out this year, it's Friday, and, and it's probably a bit more difficult for Hever to be there. If anyone's able to make it, please let me know. Because we're trying to see if we could arrange some kind of hasa'a from here to there. So please let me know this Friday morning at 10 a.m. Levi Mashiach should come before then. All right. We'll have one more shear this week on Thursday and then hasta la vista. Yeah.